0: Hello and welcome to Planetary Overload. This is a bi-weekly podcast where we introduce you to new hobbies. Think of us like a starting point or a tutorial of where to start. Make sure to send this to your friends if you already take part in this hobby and want hobby. Pobby. Well, it looks like we're off to a rocky start now. <laughs> Bad. We're We're a diamond <laughs> in the rough, aren't we, Cole? <laughs> oh, yes. Well, if you didn't know, what is our podcast about today?
1: Our podcast is about... Amateur geology,
0: which is everything in between the realm of collecting rocks, painting rocks, shaping rocks, making rocks into art. Yeah, which I th- I thought it was pretty cool. But we'll we'll get into all of that with all the technical mumbo jumbo that we always have to explain because everything has to have jargon.
1: <laughs> it really does. It, it's never just plain English. But you know, it does sound a little bit better. You could be like, "Oh yes, I am an amateur geologist," instead of. I'm a rock collector, which, you know what? Still, still very valid because rocks are cool, right? But I got to
0: be honest. When I, sounds was, better. when I was looking online at all the pictures of the rock, I was blown away by how pretty they looked.
1: It's crazy. What the earth can form is amazing.
0: We'll tone it down for our notes section. We don't want to give everything away. Right. We're doing just a little bit of behind the scenes talk here. This was one of the episodes that I pitched when I was doing this. Pitching this podcast to the network. Yeah. I, I said everything from anime to collecting rocks, which made Lance stop and go like, what?
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because there's definitely enough information about this, there's definitely enough people who enjoy the different subcategories of collecting rocks or making things, so it's enough to make a podcast Oh, I have it. to be
0: specific, by the way, rocks and minerals. And
1: minerals.
0: Because... Rocks can be separated into different categories, and minerals can be separated into crystals and And stuff. And
1: let us just say we definitely are not geology majors, or we do not have any degree in geology. So if we say something slightly wrong, we apologize, but we're not experts.
0: And it would have been great if someone responded to my email, but nobody responded to my email this week.
1: (laughs) You know, it's okay. It's just about getting the information and letting these folks know.
0: One could say I have fossilized bones to pick with them. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) You just pulled that one out of nowhere.
0: Speaking of which, fossils are included in this. If you find fossils legally...
1: Yes, make sure it's legal or else you can get in a lot of trouble.
0: Which we will get into all of the legally stuff in a bit. We're going to read through our definition of collecting rocks. Which, by the way, out of all the hobbies we've talked about recently, probably the cheapest... One, like, literally just looking down and picking up stuff that looks cool.
1: Yes, in the correct areas so you don't get in trouble.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Gray areas. Gray areas. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) There's gray areas in a lot of things.
0: Can you read our Wikipedia description? Of
1: course. Amateur geology or rock collecting, also referred as rock hounding in the United States and Canada, is the non-professional study and hobby of collecting rocks and minerals or fossil specimens from the natural environment. In Australia, New Zealand, and Cornwall, the activities of amateur geologists are called fossics? Fossicking. (laughs) Fossicking? I
0: I, I left that in the description just because it sounded so interesting. No, he left
1: that in, so I would go, uh, I don't know what that word, how to pronounce it. Uh, For the TCG
0: episode, we had a company name that we had to spend 15 minutes on how to pronounce.
1: Yeah, that was interesting. That is the difference between learning from someone else and learning from the internet is, is that really how you say that?
0: There's a point where you just have to say, screw it, I'm just going to say it. So, this hobby can be separated into a couple different categories, or sub-hobbies in our case. Geology, which would be more of the scientific part of this, if you're good with graphs. Maybe you want a map of the different geology in your area. If
1: you really like reading those scientific journals, those peer-reviewed journals.
0: They're so hard to get through.
1: They are a little difficult, unless you're really interested in them. Oh my
0: gosh. The geology aspect of this, I saw in one group that I was looking at that they had a map of their area. And they figured out all the different rock layers and different rock types that were around their house. Mm-hmm. And they started moving it out to their town.
1: Oh, that's Ooh. so cool.
0: That That's interesting. So
1: That takes some passion.
0: I don't have the, the time. or It's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's interesting, though. Next up on our three categories are collecting. So this would be you are more interested in the looks and sometimes the prices because, whew,
1: I en- I enjoy the looks.
0: They do look cool.
1: There are some very very pretty rocks out there, or minerals, or fossils, or crystals. Crystals. crystals.
0: Minerals. We already <laughs> said, minerals. said minerals
1: already. <laughs> but there's also some properties that go along with a lot of minerals too. Supposedly, mm-hmm. if I don't know the scientific, so if there are actual scientific things about this but for example a lot of the I think it's Himalayan salt crystal things Mm. that people have gotten yeah if they're real if they're the legit ones they can actually have some sort of effects on calming and stuff like that
0: which I would put that underneath our fourth meta category oh yeah Ooh, look at that slide in of the metaphysics there's a lot of in recent times too a lot of push for the kind of the supernatural portions of crystals and stuff.
1: Or spiritual. Yeah, spiritual
0: Mm -hmm. stuff. Let's just say if you want to look into that, there's a lot of passionate middle-aged men and women currently who will tell you all about that in Mm -hmm. their blogs.
1: And they definitely have a lot more knowledge than your eye.
0: (laughs) They're also not scientific journals, so keep that in mind. Anyways, uh, (laughs) next up we have Lap. Lapidari, and I'm gonna keep that hesitation in that because that is not an easy thing to say. It is not. Lapidari, which is the act of shaping rocks artistically.
1: Did not know they had a name for that.
0: Yes. So most of the times when you look at those perfect crystal shapes, that doesn't form in
1: Unfortunately it doesn't form in real life.
0: Yeah, you don't just find a diamond shaped like <laughs> the stereotypical version of oh, a diamond. Oh yes, it's
1: right there. No. <laughs> just the in princess the wall. cut just happens.
0: <laughs> What are some of the reasons you might start doing this?
1: Um, you can be a very sciencey person who's very into the education around geology and different minerals and about how they're formed in general. You can also find minerals very pretty, like we talked about before. It could be the aesthetic that you're looking for. Maybe you want to decorate your house with some. Maybe you just want to say, "Hey, look at this awesome mineral I found."
0: Like we mentioned earlier, you do you believe in the spiritual versions of exactly. that, and that you think that you get into that part too, which is valid. I'm I'm not trying to make fun of it anyone by the no, way I'm no no just... it's
1: literally us just being not as knowledgeable as someone in that field would right. be
0: the only reason i would ever make fun of someone is if they were using it in lieu of of medical stuff such as prescriptions yeah
1: that's probably for a different podcast
0: uh, i wonder if we should plug a different podcast <laughs> uh, um
1: cogney Mar- would that be something no <laughs> i mean would you make space for someone like that Oh, I see. We're there- plugging my podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Making Space is a diversity podcast, if y'all are interested. Just about getting questions answered about socially sensitive topics. And I don't know, maybe that can be a topic, is the usage of spiritual minerals to help you feel better. I don't know.
0: I have, you know what? Would be really cool on your podcast. I'll hmm. just sort of plug my idea. Yeah. I have I've always had a lot of friends who are Wiccan.
1: Wiccan. Oh, that's a good idea. I just have to find an expert for that.
0: I could probably hook you up with that.
1: That so. would be amazing. I was I was actually thinking about what kind like of religious topics. Minority that I would have. minority
0: mm-hmm. religions. So anyways, we can talk about that afterwards. Yes, we we can have talk about that later. We have some stuff to go on about. So this this third part's kind of important.
1: <laughs> Alright, so We want to make sure, while you are starting this, you know the areas you can legally collect and sell minerals.
0: Oh. When I... I be
1: careful with selling anything in the first place.
0: It's true. Especially if you're not sure if you're the owner or not. Because in the United States in particular, and this changes wildly depending on your country, your region, or your state even, mineral rights... Are a protection of people who own an area or piece of land to say let's say the government found oil on that person's land mm-hmm. the person can sell the oil or the mineral rights to the government or they can do it themselves and they they legally own that stuff so if you are renting you do not legally own the mineral rights around you but if you own the land like, you're, around your house, you have a cabin up north or, you know, anything like that. Uh, or south, if, if you're up north and you're coming south like I, I did. You own the rights to the minerals on that place. But if you don't, you can't legally take that. Right. But.
1: I mean, as long as you don't sell it, it's fine, right?
0: Right. Or, you know, <laughs> no one's going to be mad over you taking a single route. I mean, don't do it. But I mean, is we someone are, really going to be mad about it?
1: <laughs> we do not express any of the opinions of Tarleton Radio or Charlton State University. This is our <laughs> personal opinion. <laughs> there are a lot of gray areas surrounding this. Usually it's uh, with the involvement of money. So if you're not selling it, if it's just a hobby without any monetary or fiscal value, then you should
0: it's not gray. It's just not, it's not, not legal. It's not legal. <laughs> it's not legal. But no one, no one will. They legally could. So, but no one will come after you for a single rock. So yeah. Just be careful.
1: Just don't try to sell any fossils that you don't own.
0: Yes. So especially fossils, which are uh, kind of where it gets dicey, because certain fossils can be more expensive, and if. It was originally found in a place where the government owns that place. The government will be after you and will probably mm-hmm. comprehend that fossil. So natural parks, big no-no.
1: Yes. You can't, you can't take any minerals, rocks, or pretty much anything out of a ad- state park or anything like that.
0: Also, like rivers and stuff, they don't technically belong to you. It happens all the time, but they don't belong to you, so be careful.
1: Well, another reason you might start this hobby is because you really just enjoy being outside and you enjoy the natural world.
0: I think I think that's one of the biggest things about this. Definitely, like nature hikes and stuff like that. Well, when we get into where you can do this, there's a lot of clubs that take you out on these field trips and stuff like that. There's a lot of clubs that will take you out on these like uh, nature hikes and will they'll see different geological areas. They'll show us rocks and stuff. So that could be that could be something. It's just the The main mean of it is if you're looking for a nice way to be outside and be interested. Right. And Getting
1: back in touch with nature is also something.
0: We have lost.
1: I think we have lost a lot of it, although our generation has kind of gone back to that.
0: As our generation sits in a padded room with (laughs) air-conditioned vents blowing in my ear, which I have to clean (laughs) up later...
1: So another reason, just like being in touch with nature, you can also be in touch with a very artistic side in which you can make things out of rocks. It's sculpting, creating art. Pretty nice.
0: If I were doing this, you know what I would do? Hmm. You, did you ever play the Crash Bandicoot games?
1: Mm-mm.
0: The Crash Bandicoot games you got crystals as, like, special... Like, you you completed... You go 100% of the game if you got all the crystals. Okay. So when you beat a little... I would would make crystals
1: like (laughs) like those.
0: (laughs) This is specifically for Lapidary, so... Yes. Or Lapidary.
1: I I do enjoy, like, crystal jewelry as long as it's not too big. So I like that.
0: Yeah, it can be a bit gaudy.
1: Yeah, Mm. can be.
0: All right, let's move into our Supernova Facts where we talk about... Uh, Supernova Facts is our section where we kind of go deeper into history and different fun facts that we found online while we were researching. So, i found that rock collecting goes far back as humans have been picking things up and thinking they're pretty. <laughs>
1: Basically, being materialistic.
0: I mean, think about it. Where where does our, our want for gold comes from? It's just because it's nice and it looks it's shiny. shiny.
1: And then, of course, you have the value associated with it.
0: Which doesn't make any sense because gold and diamonds are, like, some of the most, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, gold's a little bit less so, but diamonds made of carbon in, like, 40% of everything. That number is not correct, but it's made of carbon. <laughs> so... Anyways, enough of my being mad that diamonds were a monopoly back in the day. Still are. But anyways, fast forward a couple millennia and the act of amateur geology started with prospectors trying to find gems and gold in the West. So this is how our Western like amateur geology... Obviously, there was always geologists. Right. But the, the act of going out and actually just trying to be a regular person finding cool stuff... Right, it wasn't
1: for science or for the gaining of knowledge. I mean, it could be, but it was mostly for the finding these things and then maybe selling them.
0: The It turns from an amateur to a professionalistic way of, I'm taking things from the Earth and giving them to you.
1: <laughs> I've done the work for you. Here it is.
0: Pay <laughs> me. <laughs> pay me. There are a plethora of things to find in the Earth. I mean, just to name some things off the top of our head, you got some things you want to m- mention?
1: Gems, geodes... Meteorites, minerals.
0: The different types of rocks, you know, igneous. Different uh, sediment- types of
1: rocks that I could definitely not name.
0: <laughs> Sedimentary. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't take their science credit or didn't pay um, attention in geology.
1: I took a health science.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some other things. Fossils. Fossils can be pretty cool. Yeah. I think
1: Dinosaurs.
0: Yes. Okay, that's a good segue into fossils. Fossils are definitely one of the things that you can do during amateur geology and as again one of the legal things make sure you legally can take this stuff right because otherwise that belongs in a museum right can you name that movie that came from
1: um no
0: Indiana Jones
1: Indiana Jones which one
0: it's the second one where he whips away one of the the golden things that belongs in a museum yes oh but be aware that fossils are an educational thing, and you can sell them, and they probably will be worth money. But you can also sell you might them to the museums. Get and a stuff. lawyer
1: before you sell them.
0: <laughs> yeah, make sure that you have all your paperwork in yes. order. Mm-hmm. We already talked about the issues and legality on the country. Mm-hmm. Oh, but sp- let's talk about um like positive things on the legal thing, like the legal side of things. Most of your local p- governments will gladly tell you the laws and stuff easily you can call uh you can call your local uh government center and they can point out laws and they can definitely show you the ropes of what you can and can't do
1: yeah it's it's definitely hard to find sometimes online because you get drowned and drowned in information Mm. different things on google and stuff like that so even just giving your local Government, a call.
0: You know they're just sitting at their desks playing...
1: Candy Crush. Candy Crush. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> Candy Lished. Crush. Call us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move over to the other side, moving over from our science type of like geology and legalese to the artsy side.
1: Artsy side.
0: Lapidari is an artist, so they're actually called Lapidaries or Lapidarists. Lapid artist. is an artist who forms stones, minerals, or gemstones in the decorative items. So there's a specific version of gem. If you say you're a gem cutter, that's specifically specialized... I would say you specifically specialize in s- cutting like expensive gems, so diamonds. Okay, um, but that's like a rare lapidari
1: stuff. is uh, an umbrella term. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
0: if you're a gem cutter, you've you you basically just cut like expensive stuff mm. because gym typically revolves around ex- more rare ex- or expensive as we talked about with diamonds not right. being that rare but more
1: socially demanded versus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So actually so that expensive. could be
0: underneath the term of gym mm-hmm. elapidus will be will use three different terms so there's tumbling which is the yeah I mean we all had rock tumblers as a kid I feel like those messy dirty things where <laughs> you put the rocks in and then suddenly they came out super smooth yeah uh, this is this is how you polish and, polish and smooth the surface of a mineral. So you can rock tumble, you know, your rocks that you find in your backyard, but you can also rock tumble different minerals and gems to get that smoothness out of them. Mm. Uh, another thing that comes out of Lapidari is carbotron cutting. So... When you think of the stereotypical form of a gem, right, you think of the the very angular yes. in, a, in a going towards... Very Steven Universe. No. Yes. The, well, yeah. <laughs> this is known as faceting. Well, okay. Carbatron is when you round it out and make it kind of like... I, I always refer to like it like looks marbles like a, or... it looks like a dinosaur egg.
1: Oh okay. Because
0: you, you know minerals kind of you know when you have a diamond it it will go thinner mm-hmm. towards one part. it will look more like a dinosaur egg rather so than so like
1: a an oval.
0: Yeah, more of an oval, and you'll see that sometimes on jewelry mm-hmm. where it's more oval than very smooth versus angular
1: quote unquote rustic. <laughs>
0: So when you facet, this is cutting the stone to resemble stereotypically what we think of a diamond or a gem looks like. But this doesn't just refer to gems or the, you know, the more see-through stuff. You can do this on different rocks and stuff. All of these techniques require a grinder or some sort of uh, rotary. A rotary? So this is when you take those, like, those handheld rotary tools and you'll cut part of it off. Okay. um, All of these materials can be found... Amazon. Amazon. Amazon.
1: We are also not sponsored by Amazon. But then. if
0: if Amazon please, I know you if were a trillion to. dollar company.
1: <laughs> if if you wanted to, you could.
0: I need something to to buy my all my expensive minerals with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move away from supernova fox, fox, fox to our note-taking section.
1: I'll Yay. let you take over. Okay, so I would say I like this hobby. I know it has a stigma of, oh, it's just rock collecting. that's, mm. it's It was that stigma of a very, a very nerdy thing that no one wants to look at all these rocks and everything, right? But I think it's pretty cool. And something I wanted to add to more the lapidary side of amateur geology is that is a phenomenon that started probably when I was in high school, mm-hmm. so around... 2013 2014 that kind of thing people started painting rocks usually they would paint messages or little figures on them and they would hide them places Mm -hmm. and then other people would try and go and find them
0: so when i when i had heard about this and i was looking at the paper i i thought this was very similar to a different hobby which we might cover right uh, this hobby is a little bit more specialized so maybe not but uh, geocaching
1: yes I think it's very similar to geocaching in that it's it's like a scavenger hunt without having to go to some place and sign up for a scavenger hunt you just try to find these these rocks and then a lot of the times people will put their Instagram Facebook, whatever tags on the back of the rocks, and that way you can be like, oh, you're in touch with someone now.
0: hmm This is funny. One of the things that up north they do, I don't know if they do down here in Texas, but this is an online podcast, so it's everywhere. Yes. So when I was in high school or for other countries, that'd be called primary school or secondary school. Or mm-hmm. the when you're 14 to 18 going to school in that area, we had rocks, like big, were boulder-sized rocks mm-hmm. outside of our school. So that, uh, let's say, we had an away game come here, so it was another school coming to our school to okay. play a sports thing, Th- they didn't graffiti the school, it was a graffiti rock.
1: Oh, I see. So it was encouraged It was a inc- graffiti the rock?
0: To graffiti the rock, because that's why it was there. Oh, I see. So you'd have an away game come over, and then they would be full of, like, the other teams, like, the graffiti, and of course, like, they tried to say, don't write profane things on it, but they right. always did. But It would would always be like this thing of this rock had literal, like, inches of paint on it because it had been painted on so many times. A lot of places up north have them.
1: That is really cool. And it
0: it made it so that no one graffitied the school. Like, none of our schools have graffiti on them because why do that? Right, when you can
1: do that, right? Yeah, so... That's amazing.
0: And it it turned into this thing where now different people in the school were trying to do different things and then Mm -hmm. other people... Like, it turned into, like, this fun little rivalry between the school itself.
1: Yeah, it's about building community through a creative process. And
0: I think that's a good point that all of these hobbies that we talk about are about joining communities.
1: Right. I mean, they can be individual if you're more of an introvert, but it's nice to be able to have a commonality between peers.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the notes I had on this. Like, I, I kind of say this to every Mojave, but it just just surprises me and there's a lot of people that exist in this world. True. How many people are actually involved in this? Like one of the things that I was worried about, especially on this, was like, oh, where am I supposed to find like for our star coordinate section, where am I supposed to find areas for people to gather for this? This doesn't seem like something that they would this would happen i I was i was shocked just here in texas we have two clubs in the same almost in the same city Mm -hmm. they're they're all over the place and there's like different geology clubs and universities that are very open to the public right there's shows all over the place and it's just crazy the amount of people that surprised me that were in this
1: especially universities um i i know tarleton is very open for people to come in and learn and I know our geology department is pretty, like, I I don't have personal, well, I have personal experience a little bit, but... I know they're really nice and really open to talking. They always do, like, fundraisers and everything, and it's a good way to just talk with them and support that.
0: They had a bake sale recently, the geology society. <laughs> the, the Valentine's Day
1: bake sale, they do it every year. <laughs> it's so And good. they always have these, like, little dinosaur bags.
0: Uh, it's so good. It's, it's great. That's one of my notes, by the way, the fossil stuff. I've always loved oh, yeah. fossils. Like, it. can you imagine being, like, the... The kid inside of you coming out of you when you finally found like a fossil on the ground. Yes. That would be so cool.
1: It's amazing.
0: And it's so easy to do this. All you, I believe that all you technically need for this hobby is a, is a geologist pick, which you can find mm-hmm. one on Amazon for 10 bucks, which we'll talk about prices later. But yeah. just to have the ease of access for this. And, yeah. and if you, the if natural
1: you, world's all around us. Yeah.
0: And if you feel like you can't find anywhere legally, these clubs and these people will help you find it. it's just this these communities are so cool mm-hmm. and, and watching them from the outside when most people don't even pay attention to them has been a blast and i've been enjoying this podcast so yeah far.
1: i would have never never thought to like do research on rock collecting or car collecting anything like that but it's amazing to just hear about it
0: i mean i'm I'm stoked when I look online and I see a bunch of, like, active forums and Facebook Mm -hmm. groups and stuff. One of the cool things I found online, though, for this is, oh, my gosh, the pictures.
1: (laughs) The photography.
0: Which... Which we are covering photography. Yes. A spoiler on another one. It was supposed to be this one. But then when I was actually looking online at photography hobby sites, I found a lot rocks. of photography of rocks. Rocks. And then I was just like, I wanted to do an episode on rock collecting, which I didn't have down. So I made an executive decision to yes. change the episode and Cole agreed with me. Yeah. So Mindat, which is one of the largest mineral databases, is run by a university called the Hudson Institute of Mineralogy. That's a tongue twister. It's all right. I'm I'm glad that they changed it to (laughs) Mindat for their website because that is much easier to say. But even as I look at the website right now, they have a tour bus, a mineral tour bus. Yeah. That's so cool.
1: Wow. France, Germany, and Poland. Yeah. That is
0: ridiculous. I... I love to travel. So that's definitely one thing. Oh yeah, I so might if you like at. to
1: travel too. I mean, if you want to be in touch with nature and you want to travel, go for it. Find a lot of rocks.
0: The, another thing, another thing we can put in the notes. This is a great way to go explore the world. Like even your local world, but like mm-hmm. let's say you wanted to see some of the cra- I know there's crazy rock formations in Wyoming. Mhm. Or you know Arizona or New Mexico
1: even close to us like Glenrose
0: right what's the mountain that's over they it's not a mountain but they call it mount something i don't know you you see you, you see it like you drive over mm-hmm. it when you go through Glenrose that just stuff like that there's if you just look a little bit closer at the stuff we kind of just glance by in a right. every day it's pretty cool what you might find mm-hmm. so what's next
1: star coordinates where do you find I'm
0: just imagining like you- star coordinates.
1: <laughs> yes. Located.
0: <laughs> Computer. Go to hyperdrive.
1: Oh god. <laughs> All right, so star coordinates this is going to be about where you can find other people. We've kind of mentioned this already, but other people who like rocks or how to get into that sort of group.
0: Yeah, so this is where you can either find stuff online or where you can find other people. Because I added the online part originally. Originally, this part, when we were making this podcast, mm-hmm. wow, we're getting a lot of behind the scenes on wow. the podcast today. <laughs> um, originally, when I made this podcast, I was thinking that this segment where we always talk about like where you can go would just be like in-person stuff. Right. But then I I outcast all the people who maybe don't like other people. So. Yeah, maybe
1: better socially uh, via online chat.
0: Hmm. Well, that's how we are today. But that does help some people with some social anxiety. Oh, stuff. yeah. So, what's the first place they can go?
1: You can go to rock clubs. Clubs are everything, guys, and it's not just for when you're in school, but outside of school too. <sighs>
0: Rock clubs.
1: <laughs> yes, rock the clubs.
0: Best thing ever. And I when I'm looking online at these rock clubs, because you know they post their pictures mm-hmm. of their weekly meets, it's I thought it would just be a bunch of old people, it's not. There's there's some younger people mm. doing this. So it's pretty diverse it seems.
1: Yeah.
0: Nice. Because anyone can do it. Tell yes. me more about rock clubs.
1: Okay, so they have monthly or weekly meetings. Most of them have a newsletter. A lot, of, like like a lot of clubs, they have a newsletter um, that's released about regular schedule with a regular schedule and what's happening around geology at the time.
0: If there's any meets or if there's any right. like tours going on, or, exactly like
1: that tour bus probably was on a newsletter, newsletter somewhere
0: before they put a banner on it. Probably have to recoup their costs for being in France and Germany, right? Ugh. Wow. It sounds amazing. <laughs> but also they'll tell you about different areas of where you can go. Like we have the crystal caves around us. Oh, yeah. So they'll probably they'll tell you if there's sales on tickets for stuff like that or, you know, the, the, the works of keeping you informed as a right. rock head
1: no he worked it in <laughs> I didn't think he would work it in
0: we were thinking about puns before the, <laughs> the podcast and I, I said uh, stop being a rockhead and she said no that could be that could be taken wrong in some ways and I was just like fine yeah, but I worked you worked it, it, it in. in I worked it in
1: okay moving on so it's another good way to learn from others about different techniques and other areas of interest that you might find. Like if you have one area, you can always learn about other people's special interests.
0: And a lot of these guys do have membership fees, but they probably aren't as expensive as you're thinking. Though it should be mentioned that these, these clubs sometimes have membership fees, which they look like they're about $50 a year, <laughs> which, I mean, is like $5 a month.
1: Yeah, that's not very much for a membership fee. Mm -mm. It's really not.
0: I mean, I think about some fraternities and sororities because we're in college and that's what we're around, and they're like hundreds of dollars.
1: Yeah, and that's not the whole year, that's a semester. Yeah,
0: and I think about like some of the car clubs we talked about in the car episode, which were, again, hundreds of dollars sometimes. depending on the car, which you can go watch, self plug, listen.
1: Yeah, go watch, go listen, not watch. Yes.
0: I mean, they can watch, they can watch the, the waveform as it goes across <laughs> the screen.
1: <laughs> like we do on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what else can they do to find other people?
1: All right. So if you're interested in art or the lapidary side of these rock collecting or amateur geology, you can go to meets for them and learn new ways of working with rocks and minerals and, and trade and buy different artistic pieces. So that's a really cool way.
0: That is kind of cool. What I found online is a lot of the times there will be, like, separate geology groups
1: mm-hmm.
0: and separate lapidary groups, mm-hmm. but sometimes, and this is probably more often than not, they're combined into, like, a similar thing. Right. So if you're looking at a group and it says geology, it might have Laopardy included, so make sure you're researching yeah. your groups.
1: Yeah, definitely be open to talking with them because just like anyone in any hobby they're really passionate about this thing, and I'm sure they would enjoy talking about it with you.
0: Yeah, and the art meet groups are, if you find one that's specifically for the artistic part, and I should include that, like, different art clubs will also include this. They just won't be specifically about the geology. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll focus on artistic ways to include. You can ask them about different techniques, which you can just change to include your minerals in them. So you can also trade and buy different, Artistic pieces slash minerals from other people in both right. these groups.
1: I am always intrigued by trading because, I mean, with no money involved, it's just like, oh, this might be of equal value to that. Can I have that instead? You or,
0: <laughs> or think about it like this: it might not even be the value. Since it might be the, oh, I don't have this. Yeah. And it could be, I could have something that's a little bit more expensive than this. But, but I, I don't
1: really want that one.
0: Yeah. So I'm willing to trade the extra money away money when money's not involved, but the extra worth
1: value, yeah.
0: For it's called down trading. You down trade, which means you just you take something that's worth more and trade it for something that's worth less, but it's because you don't have it and you can't find it or something mm-hmm. like that. Or it's just convenience fee or something right. like that. And then there's up trading which is just the opposite of trading something that's worth less.
1: For something worth more.
0: But generally it's it's it will be Around the same value, mm-hmm. not too far apart. Next up, where can we find stuff online? Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Our world is ruled by Skynet, which oh, is God. named Amazon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, there's, of course, there's always. Facebook groups online. There's, have you seen that commercial lately about Facebook? Facebook literally made a commercial about joining Facebook groups.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that. I
1: love that commercial.
0: I saw it on a YouTube ad, actually.
1: Right? like I feel like that's our podcast, though. It's just like groups everywhere. Groups, groups.
0: All just of these groups. Them. Yeah, some of these groups are pretty large, too, like on yeah. the Facebook groups. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's really easy to just click join a group when and then just kind of look at stuff occasionally so if you just yeah. want to like tip your toes in Facebook is yeah, obviously group. the gateway to a lot of things mm-hmm. but if you want the gateway to buying things
1: right if you got the money
0: if you got the money Amazon, Amazon. call me up
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: I'm repping you but I mean there's a lot of different like amateur geology places that, that you can buy from if you don't like Amazon for whatever reason eBay Or these specific these niche like websites.
1: Independent sellers.
0: Right. And then I mentioned this earlier, but Mendot.org is the best place to look for mass information galleries and large and it has large directories of different clubs, vendors, people, and more.
1: And that's spelled M I N D A T dot org. If you're curious.
0: And like I said, they're uh, they're held by the Hudson. Institute of mineral <laughs>
1: mineral that is a lot of mm-hmm. L in mm-hmm. one yeah.
0: sentence yeah and that will be where you can find like different areas you can do your amateur geology in they will have different techniques and all the information you could ever want about your minerals which moves nicely into how much do minerals cost
1: rocket fuel
0: rocket fuel how much fuel is in your rocket
1: <sighs> not much.
0: Not much. Me neither. Um,
1: All right. So minerals have a vast... There's a vast difference between prices from depending on what type they are.
0: And who you're buying it from.
1: And who you're buying it from. How much they think it's worth versus you do.
0: Right. Uh, A lot of these people are sometimes selling, like... It can be hard to get when you're online, like, the proportion of, like, how Mm -hmm. big something is. Right. Sometimes you'll be, like, looking at something and be, oh, that's not that big why is it cost five thousand? but then they have another picture of them standing next to it it's like huge it's huge <laughs> and then you'll be looking at something and being like that's giant and then it's like the size of someone's pinky.
1: oh yeah i was i was actually i was actually following a dog's instagram oh, right really? and it was a poodle and i thought it was a standard poodle which is a decent size you know up to your knee thigh mm. and it was actually a toy poodle <laughs> 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 that finally had a size difference And I was like, whoa. It's so small. It's a toy poodle. (laughs) What? Okay. Uh, Yeah, that was just something. (laughs) You
0: can back onto the adorable little rock.
1: Yes. If you want to follow those rocks on. I'm going to
0: make a, I'm going to make a Lappardee art of a poodle. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Gems.
1: Paint some stuff on there.
0: (laughs) But you can find some for like a buck yeah all the way up to thousands
1: of dollars i mean you can also if you have the land with the minerals on it you can also just sell them. them or sell them
0: so this goes for you as well as a as a person in this hobby this can actually turn into maybe an investment like mm-hmm. your your time into money like obviously this i don't think you could ever do enough or have enough to make this a job, which is why it's called amateur geology. Right. But you could find some really good finds in your area, and of course, be safe if you're going deep into the ground. Know what you're doing. Make sure you're researched. Make sure you've talked to an expert. But oh, some of the some of the stuff looks so cool. I'm thinking about the minerals that really stand out to me are the ones that look like they're squares, and yeah. I learned that they crystallize like they grow like that. <laughs> But of course, the ones that I was looking at was like two thousand dollars. So, Ooh. but then you think of anything like a inexpensive geode. Mm-hmm. That might be a good place to start. It costs like two bucks on eBay or Amazon, yeah, and
1: if you don't want to go out and legally find one yourself,
0: <laughs> that's where that pick comes involved. Because geodes look like a regular rock on the outside, right. and you have to crack <coughs> them open. So make sure you get a pick. Which, talking about a pick. They cost about ten dollars. I have found some places. Sometimes they're more expensive because I'm, I'm sure because they're just a big metal hammer mm-hmm. with a kind of a sh- more pointed, pointed side. End, yeah. I want. they're not sharp, but there's more pointed side so you can break into the rocks. It's just a big piece of metal, so it can be kind of expensive. And of course, you pay for what you get. So if you're getting mm-hmm. the, one of the cheaper ones, but that's one. Th- that's for the kind of the sciencey part of that. I mean, if you're out in the field, that's kind of all you need. Yeah. That and it's so a good pair of eyes, which I don't have.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, we're both wearing glasses right now.
0: Yeah, my, 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 gla- I couldn't take off my glasses right I couldn't read this script. How are the prices looking for the Lapardy materials, though?
1: It, well, it's some higher quality kits can be around $400.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, this takes grinders and like actual pretty nifty tools. So,
1: yes. It can be a, a little bit more expensive in the buy in, but it's pretty fun.
0: I mean, the, it, for an art perspective, you can, make, yeah. you can make art a job.
1: Oh, yeah. You can definitely do that. Etsy? Yeah, Etsy. That's another
0: good website. I should have put it in. So you can buy lap, lap Lapidary <laughs> Arts on Etsy. It's probably a big place to find those.
1: Of course, uh, beginner kits can cost uh, under $50. Rock tumblers can cost anywhere from 50 to to $100. But that's just depending on your quality here.
0: And on top of that... You have to put materials. So rock tumblers use water, mm-hmm. and and then like stuff in the water to polish it. And I believe it's like kind of like a sanding effect, where the where the stuff in the water right. is tumbling past it.
1: So there are materials you will have to replace a couple times if you're going to use it quite often.
0: Yeah, and then if you use it quite often, you also have to take into account your your polish, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So there's different types of stuff. So there will be like these refillable pellets that you put into your water, mm-hmm. and then. Make sure you're keeping all of that in mind. But to finish off this episode, our initial buy-in is $10. $10.
1: Books. 10 bucks.
0: 10 bucks. Because in my mind, for this hobby, yes, the art part can be expensive if you're going for, like, a specific feel. Mm-hmm. You're trying to facet things. You're trying to make it feel like a diamond. Yeah. Shine bright like a diamond. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, (laughs) You killed me last time with your puns. I kill you this time with (laughs) my puns. (laughs) But for this, I mean, if you're going to go out and find rocks, it just takes that one hammer to to break open your geodes and to kind of dig into the earth to find stuff that's maybe underground a little bit. You can use that to shape rocks. So for gems in particular, you can find different ways online with just your regular in-house stuff to shape those. So there's different ways you can do it without having to purchase a four hundred dollar grinder. So but if you ever reach to the point where you are getting good at it and you want to sell stuff online, maybe think of it as like an investment. So yeah. that's the fun thing about hobbies. Like any even the most geeky hobbies nowadays can turn into a profession. So mm-hmm. as I'm still salty about people get to play Magic Gathering <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh as the job. Yeah. Which by the way Watch our last episode on TCGs. Yeah.
1: All right. That's it for this episode, guys, of Planetary Overload. Thanks for listening. Come back next time. This has been a Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from AJ Heyer and Taylor Welch.
0: Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.